If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you have a wonderful pregnancy and afterbirth experience. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Well, hi there. Welcome to episode 27 of the Fitness Mama podcast. I am your host, Kath Bequee. I'm a mum of three young girls, a physiotherapist for women, and I have an online community, Fitness Mama, which helps to provide pregnant and new mothers with the exercises, support and resources they need to move from the feeling of blur or the physical aches and pains of pregnancy the weakness felt after birth, and instead we replace that with the comfort and confidence they need to get their bodies and minds strong again so that they can get back to doing what they love with a bubba by their side, whether or not that's running around with the kids at the park or running the next marathon. Today's episode is fun. I chat to the lovely Jen Butler, who is a midwife, maternal child health nurse, sleep consultant, lactation consultant, and soon-to-be mum of three. And she's an absolute wealth of knowledge. I asked Jen to share her top few tips for dealing with life with a newborn. Fourth trimester where, let's be honest, is where your whole world changes once your bubba is born. So stick around. And before we do jump into this episode, I want to let you know about the Fitness Mama free online class. In my 45-minute jam-packed class, you'll learn about my five-step framework for healthy pregnancy, confident childbirth, and strong postnatal recovery, helping to reduce overwhelm and feel confident and get back to doing what you love sooner. Plus, you'll learn the four biggest mistakes pregnant and new mamas make when it comes to regaining their strength and how to avoid these mistakes. We also discuss why the old saying, your body will know what to do, is terrible advice. And we dive into the simple strategies to focus on instead to help you recover from birth sooner. To sign up for this free online class, head to www.fitnessnamama.com forward slash free and the link is in the show notes. Alright, let's get into the show. Hello Jen, welcome to the Fitness Mama podcast. Hello Kath, very excited to be here. It is exciting. We chatted just recently for your podcast and now here we are again. So thank you. Can I get enough of each other? (laughs) (laughs) And we've just probably wasted, not wasted, but we've just been chatting for like half an hour before we've even hit record. So maybe we should actually start recording that so people can just be like a fly on the wall listening to our (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So could you please introduce yourself for those who don't know who you are? Absolutely. So my name's Jen and my business is Jen Butler Early Parenting Support. Very original using my name. (laughs) But my early parenting support encompasses everything really that you need to know in those first four years in understanding your baby, your toddler, your child. So sleep, 
feeding, health, development, all that wonderful world. So it's a really holistic look that I sort of go for. My background is that I'm a maternal and child health nurse, a sleep consultant, a midwife nurse, (laughs) circle of security facilitator and lactation consultant. Sometimes I forget what I've done. (laughs) But, you know, I all of those things have allowed me to really bring in this what I consider a very lovely holistic approach looking at your baby and toddler. Absolutely. And you are what every new mum needs in a nutshell. It's perfect. So today I was hoping to chat to you about that early afterbirth period. So, you know, you're pregnant and you think, yeah, I've got this all figured. This was me I'm talking about. I was like, yeah, this whole parenting gig, I've seen this happen before. And then you have your baby and everything's great in hospital. And then you come home and your world is turned upside down. So this is where you step in. Yeah, I'm just nodding my head. Like it's, it is the story, isn't it? Like I don't know very many mums, new mums especially, who bring their babies home and don't get hit with that like, holy crap, this isn't what I expected or this is hard, you know. They let me out of hospital? Yeah. What do I do? And what do you mean I'm allowed to take this baby home? Like, are you sure? I haven't got my certificate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I wanted to ask what your top tips were and we'll run through them in order. I don't even know how many tips you've got. Like we will have to cut you off at some point. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> where do I begin? Yeah. So like maybe top three or four tips, whatever. Let's just start from the start. You come home from hospital. What would you be your number one tip for all new mums? Well, you know what? If you have any pregnant listeners, I'm going to take it back one step and I'm actually going to give my top, top tip for any of the pregnant listeners and say that if you can do a little bit, like allow a little bit of time to learn about what it's actually like to look after a baby. Like I think that there's a massive disservice to new mums, not just new mums, like second, third, whatever. I just think I say new mums a lot because you've got the wisdom at least second, third, fourth time. You've done it before. Mm. Yep. The first time mums, like we kind of, there is everyone's like birth, 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 focus on the birth, learn about the stages labour, you know, so important. But it ends up being a one day of your life and I definitely don't underestimate the importance of it. And I'm in the midst of a 29 weeks prepping for my third baby's birth. But if you just have a little bit of insight into what to expect, what's normal sleep patterns, what's normal newborn behavior, like what's some of the things you might come up against with feeding? Like, do you want to breastfeed? Like, what can you learn about breastfeeding? Like all these things, you can actually learn them before your baby comes. So that's actually going to form my number one tip because I think that preparation is key and it doesn't mean like there is absolutely so much that's just going to happen and that you're going to learn once your baby's here, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't spend at least a little bit of time. If you're spending all this time preparing for birth, allow a fraction of that time to at least start to think about what's going to happen afterwards. 100% agree. (laughs) First-hand experience and (laughs) way too much attention is on the childbirth, which which I can understand why because, you know, that's at the forefront of your mind. It's full on. But I say the similar thing to my pregnant mums from my perspective being 
the physio for women. And I say, okay, during pregnancy, let's prepare for your afterbirth recovery, for your postnatal rehab. What are the steps that you need to do? When do you need to go see someone? How much can you do and when? So it's a similar sort of concept, isn't it? But you're thinking about it from the baby's perspective. Exactly. And I'm thinking about it from the mum's. Absolutely. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Is There's so much mentally, like if you talk I actually did a birth panel panel yesterday where there was, you know, like a clinical psychologist and she was talking about it from that mindset relationships with your partner point of view. And I was like, at least I've done it twice before to know what to expect to have those conversations with my husband. But yes, I definitely come at it from there are skills you are going to have to know. There is knowledge you're going to have to know. And that's where I think I come into things is like, here's what you need to know. Here's the skills. Here's the things that I know like babies follow a pretty predictable sequence of development. There's variations, of course, but it is like guaranteed if I'm talking to a group of mums who have newborns that the questions are always the same and then it will shift to like a three to six month and the questions are always the same because your babies are going through the same stuff at different times. So that forms, I think, my number one tip is if you are pregnant and listening to this, preparation to some form is your best place to start. So whether or not that's chatting to your doctor or listening to podcasts or joining a course or a member, like a membership such as yours. or That's exactly right. Like, you know, if people are thinking, well, what do I do? And it's probably actually a really good thing to touch upon because there's some really dodgy advice out there. <laughs> So I got sucked into this. I remember reading this. I'm not going to name it. It's a very popular sleep and settling book. And I remember reading it being like, simples, all right. Well, we'll just, you know, put bub down at this time and and they'll sleep until then. And then we'll do the dream feed at this time. And, oh, my God, like how easy is this going to be? Yeah. Well, surprise, surprise, my baby did not fit that book. (laughs) This episode is proudly brought to you by Solidea, providing all of your pregnancy and recovery support needs. Solidea's maternity range supports your changing body throughout your pregnancy and the postpartum period. The proven compression and patented fabric helps to reduce back and pelvic joint pain, swelling and varicose veins, and it's safe and effective following vaginal and caesarean section deliveries. Solidea improves recovery from episiotomies, tears, hematomas, and after caesarean births. Made in Italy, Solidea's maternity range ensures pregnant women and new mums look good and feel great. Recommended by obstetricians and physiotherapists, Solidea is offering 20% off using the code FITNEST20, that's F-I-T-N-E-S-T-20. So if you're in the market for some new support wear for pregnancy or postpartum, definitely go and check them out with the code FITNESS20 for 20% off. So visit www.solidea.com.au and check them out for yourself. And the link is in the show notes. I think I was in a similar boat. My baby was eight years ago. So we didn't have Instagram, my Mm. first baby, didn't have Instagram or all these amazing courses and memberships and, you know, the access to health professionals wasn't as 
easy, I don't think. And so I latched onto a book that I'd heard was great. And again, I won't name names, but I felt like it was my lifesaver. It was all I had. And it told me even how to clean the bottles. And I was like, I didn't know. This is amazing. Cause, but it made me so stressed. I remember being so stressed. And I remember my mother-in-law telling me to burn that book. <laughs> and that stressed me even more because I was like, if I don't do this book, what do I do? Like, What have I got? Yes. What have I got? I've got to have something. 100%. And I think that's really where mums get caught is – I mean, we're all different in our personalities. Like I know that some mums are really good at just winging it, just, you know, I'll learn as I'll learn on the fly and I'll be fine. And I find that they're, you know, they're, they're just innately that more chilled out personality. Yeah, I'd love to say that that was me, but I yeah. know who I am as a person and I need to understand things to feel in control. And so yeah. we're all uniquely us and that's why we're all going to experience motherhood very, very differently. It was for me such a loss of control and to regain that, I was searching for the answers in these, like that, that you can just be handed a book and that's, mm. that, that, there you go. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. And some of these books, they do work great for some families. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. If anyone listens and they're like, oh, it's been great for me, that's awesome. But you probably are the minority. It's mostly the majority that it doesn't actually work for. So, that's why I don't believe in a cookie cutter approach. I believe that there's things that you need to know about your baby and your toddler that normalizes where they're at developmentally. And then there's going to be huge fluctuations. And it's about sort of being able to learn, well, how do we deal with those fluctuations? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. what are a few strategies that might help? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, when did you become a midwife? So, I graduated from my double degree in 2010, I want to say. And how old's your oldest? He is six in, in two weeks, Max. Okay. Jen, that is really comforting to know that you have so much knowledge and you've got, you had such a good base and you were still blown away by your first. It's really comforting. I was, well, this is what I say to people. I was, I was not only just a midwife by the time I had Max, I was a maternal and child health nurse. And so our bread and butter is zero to four, understanding what they need. And I soon realised that... No, we we do not. They have not taught. I think it's actually getting better. I haven't worked as a maternal and child health nurse now since I've started my own business, but I know that they're improving the training around sleep and settling. Because at the time we were taught two ways of teaching your baby to sleep. There was no thought about any of the other areas that impact sleep other than just the settling, which FYI, there is so much more involved in just putting your baby to sleep. And it was controlled crying or I can't even think about the other one, but it was, that was it. And there's so many more options and this is, yeah, massively what needs to be worked on. Absolutely. Great tip. That was tip number one. No, no. <laughs> tip number one got blown out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. If that was tip number one, what's tip number two, Jen? See, obviously tip number one is about that education. I would say that tip number two is understand and I really really want people to listen to me when I say this because I think sometimes we can hear this advice but then not actually act on it and it is rally your village like when you get home you are going to need to it's not just on mum it is not just up to you to solely look after this baby to feed this baby to settle this baby I know that mums have to do a lot like we're the ones that if you're breastfeeding it's all on us but that's a thing is it's not. And so 
Like even though you might be breastfeeding, what can your partner do to do the settling once you've finished your feed? Like or can you get up and do a wee in the middle of the night and while, you know, your partner holds the baby? You know what I mean? Like just starting to have these conversations and the other part of that too is like looking outside of baby care and going, okay, what can I do to make my life easier in other ways? So really the first six weeks, your focus should be rest and recovery for yourself and it should be about just getting to know your little baby. Like, and I know, like I think after my second son, I was actually like, just throw yourself back into it and I don't know whether it was to prove that to myself or, but I remember I got really bad, really, really bad chest infection in about three months because I was worn out. I was worn down. I did not look after myself. And I was talking this with my husband the other night. I said, remember when Ted was like just a baby and he was sleeping, like he was having good chunks of three, four hours at night and I was up coughing with this bloody chest infection. So, you know, it's just that if I had outsourced those other areas of my life and I could have just concentrated on feeding my baby and settling, and that might sound really dull, you know, when you're just stuck at home doing that. But at the end of the day, it's what's most important in that time of your life. It's such a short period. Oh, 100%. I've got six weeks, even 12 weeks, really. In a- Exactly. And coming from it from a pelvic floor perspective, you need that rest period. And that's what I said all my mums, you know, first six weeks rest. That's part of your recovery. If you had a cert, if you were an AFL player and you had surgery for an injury, you would have a period of rest where you yes. rest. And it, and like it's true. Like if you treat, I love that analogy that you, if you treat it like a sports injury, anyone who is like plays sport or has played sport in the past, I think it's so good for them to be like, yes, like you would rest and ice and elevate yeah. and yes. <laughs> compress the analogy. Yep. And then start really gentle rehab. Yeah. Really gentle. So, yeah. When you break that down, it's like that's what you need. You need it to understand your baby. You need it to rest your body. You need it to rest your mind and to allow the transition that is happening right in front of your very eyes. <laughs> And Jen, that all makes sense and I'm nodding my head and saying, yes, that's what we need, that's what we need. But I still distinctly remember, you know, I was one of the first of my friends to have a baby and I was almost a bit in denial. I was thought, you know, no, my friends are going out for coffee. I'm going to go and catch up with them. And I walked too far and, you know, felt pelvic heaviness by the end of the day which is a sign of prolapse and I knew I'd done too much and mother-in-law is amazing and she'd offer to help and I'd say, no, I'm fine. I don't need help. Yeah, it was a bit silly in hindsight. So it's sort of like with Max, I was stuck at home and I actually found myself very lonely and isolated and that's, and it wasn't good for my mental health. And so then with Ted, I was like, all right, I'm just going to get out there. It's going to be good for my mental health. So the third time, exactly. (laughs) Third time round, I think that I, fingers crossed, I'm going to strike a balance. I'm going to strike a balance between I know who I am. I am an extroverted person. I I get energy from being around people. But sometimes you need to take a step back. And you know what? COVID has actually made me so much better at being comfortable at just being home in my own company. So in a sense, it's I'm probably better trained than I ever have been. And I think my thing at the end of the day, is it is only going to be short, like at least six weeks, give myself six weeks to just chill, get used to this new transition of having three children, 
like six weeks feels like a long time when you're home alone trying to understand this baby, but that's all your job is, is to understand your baby and get to know them. It's not going to just happen in six weeks, FYI. You're not going to get to the six-week mark and be like, okay, I get it. Um, yeah. Tick. <laughs> but it sure is how going to help. Yeah. Now when I go and visit a new mum, I say, you know, sit down. And then I go to the fridge. I'm like, okay, what can I chop for dinner tonight? So we're still chatting. And I've tried to make it. That's my thing is I'm going to try to help. So I think mums need to get better asking as well because everyone's happy to give help and you want to give help, right? But often you don't like to ask for it. So for the new mums out there, don't hesitate when you have people coming over to ask them to just do one small little thing for you that would help to lighten the load. People don't like to ask for help because it's perceived as a sign of weakness or it feels uncomfortable. And it's like, okay, you know, there are going to be people that you feel more comfortable with asking for help and not, but they're the people that you want to have in your postpartum period, Mm. not the people who are that if you don't feel comfortable in them being around without you sort of being like I do you mind just doing this while I just feed the baby or you know something like this then I would say they can be your later visitors (laughs) (laughs) tiered visitors so zero to six weeks is top tier (laughs) the people that are really good at helping they're allowed to come zero to six weeks six to twelve weeks are the people who second grade (laughs) oh funny don't tell them what tier they're in okay Well, it will be obvious if they listen to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Funny. Okay, I love that tip totally, and I wish I'd I've taken that tip on board mm. for my first and second. I was much better by my third, and that was my best recovery. Yeah, with three kids because I it's like I submitted. It's like, yep, I'm not leaving the house. If you want to come see me, you come round. And they entertained my older kids for me while I breastfed. It was perfect, and it was my best recovery because I didn't do much in my head I know how I'm going to be approaching this at time and like mentally yep you're a bit more isolated but I know how important it is the power of retrospect hey (laughs) oh it's great isn't it it is it really is amazing if I did it all again (laughs) and let this you know if we you're you've had three I'm about to have my third like let our retrospect drive those who's having or had their first you know there's a reason why we've lived this what we've lived and now we can share that experience yeah well that's why we're sharing it isn't it to help other mamas Mm -hmm. yep so tip number three lucky last (laughs) great tip number three is all about not being afraid to seek help when things are beyond what you're coping with i mean that's a very very broad overlook but i'm talking like from my point of view i think that what the stories i hear from new mums what i see what i experienced myself is that i was floundering like i had a lot of feeding issues so in the end my son had tongue ties that needed to be revised blah 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 i should have got help so much earlier than what i did i don't know why i didn't i don't know if it was a reflection of me thinking you should know this, Jen, like you're a midwife, you're a maternal child health nurse, like a little bit of a pride thing. I think we all have our different reasons why we might not. It could be financial. It could be pride. It could be time. Time. Being so exhausted and unable to. Exhausted, like um, accessibility. Like there is a lot of reasons why we will hold off. 
But if if you're just not managing, if you're feeling completely out of control, you need to make that time. You need to make that investment. You need to call upon someone. And that difficulty that it will take to do that is going to bring you so much calm. It's like that sort of you need to take a step back to move forward. That's what I'm trying to say is, yes, it can seem hard, but, geez, it's worth it. Yep. So easy people to contact, who would you recommend in those early days? So maternal child health nurse, GP. GP. And the the thing is too is that the beauty about not only COVID but just in general is there is so much online now and you can actually get incredible support being online. And so you don't even have to leave home and you can have Mm -hmm. online consults. Like some stuff requires you to be physically assessed or your baby physically assessed, but there's also a lot that is information sharing or that can be like I even do lactation visits online where you can actually send videos of a full Mm. feed. I can observe you feed and this is not just me, this is other IBCLCs too Mm. and they can assess that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. So I think we're lucky, like we are so lucky to live in a world where accessibility is so much easier than what it was like instead of always having to go to centres. Yeah, and people can come to you too. I haven't quite worked that one out with a pelvic floor assessment yet. So I do no. so much education and information with my membership. But I'll always say to my mums, if you've got issues with leaking continence, you know, come and see me for a face-to-face because unfortunately a vaginal examination can't be. I I do not know how in the world it will ever get to that. You know, no, like I even think some physios actually could do it where you have to look at range of motion or, but with the pelvic floor. Oh, yeah, I can assess a dram. Yeah. yeah, I can assess an abdominal muscle separation virtually and, you know, tell you how to assess it and feel it and whatnot. But a pelvic floor haven't worked that one out yet. No. no. <laughs> Maybe in the future, Kath. <laughs> Maybe we'll develop some technology. Absolutely. <laughs> I won't be. Yeah. <laughs> Someone can do that for you. Uh, Love it. So, yeah. number one was prepare during pregnancy. Prepare Number as much two. as you can. Number yeah. two was get your tribe, get your village yeah. on Get board. your tribe and take that time to just, yeah, learn about your babe and, and outsource that other stuff basically so you can just take that time getting yeah. to know your new baby. And then number three, it's kind of like a late approach. It's like let's first try and learn what we can before we have a baby. Number two is spend those early weeks getting to know your baby yeah. and outsource the rest yeah. with your village. And then number three is then get the help you need when you need it for the situation yeah love it totally makes sense Mm -hmm. sounds easy yeah i make it sound easy but like when you are in the depths of sleep deprivation and learning everything new sometimes i talk to so many families and it's like oh my god i put this off for so long Mm. like i hear the same things over and over and and like even recently i was starting to feel a bit flat in pregnancy and just you know knew i needed to speak to my naturopath probably took me two weeks to book in with her Mm. you know and so now and then I had to wait wait another two weeks and so we do just inevitably like the thought pops into our head and then yeah it's like that with everything right exercise I'll do it today (laughs) no wait for another week exactly (laughs) unless you're in my membership then you don't (laughs) exactly and so this is it is that eventually you've got to prioritize and something will trigger you that you're like all right something needs to happen yeah lovely so for anyone listening who wants to find out more about you and your program how can they find you in terms of social I hang out a lot too much 
let's be honest, too much. I hang out too much on Instagram. <laughs> My yeah. tags at Jen Butler Early Parenting. Early Parenting Support or Early Parenting, I can't remember. The links will be in the show notes. Yeah. Jen, you Baby. need to... Seriously, Jenny. baby brain. I'm telling you. need to know that one, Jen. Oh, heavens. Oh, guys, at Jen Butler Early Parenting, I'm sure you'll find me. If there's a support at the end, I'm sure my name will pop up. It'll be a copycat. Yeah, exactly. Someone's done like a rip-off account. And you can find me on my website too, so www.jenniferbutler.com.au. And I've got all links to my program. So I've got two main programs just to give it a little bit of context. I have a membership, which is Happy Baby Code. It's a open close, so it's not always open, but I always have a waiting list open to take names. So I actually, I'll um, give Kath that link so that if anyone's interested in popping their name down on the waiting list for when I next open the doors. And it is everything I'm talking about, the feeding, the sleep, the health, the development from birth through to three years. The This is how to understand your baby and that sees me a lot in the membership supporting you through that as well. So they get that support from you? Yeah. Yes, part yeah. of that membership is all of the lessons that teach you all of these things and then it's twice monthly Q&As where I answer all the mum's questions and a wonderful community. Like it mm. is, you know, it is so cool. Yeah. You can't plan these things with a community and the girls inside the membership right now, there is such camaraderie and sisterhood and I'm like, you can't plan this stuff. So it's beautiful. It's amazing. I love it and I love being a part of that. So that is my membership, the Happy Baby Code. And then I also have a course, so a program called the Sound Sleeper Program. And that is everything you need to know and very specific to understanding the sleep picture. And that takes you from birth through to three years as well. Cool. So that can be found on my website as well. Lovely. Mm-hmm. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And and I've got a podcast. That's what I was going to say too. Yes. The Parenting Podcast, if anyone wants to check that out. I remembered the name of that. How clever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Jen. It was fun. I'll have to have you on again soon. Absolutely. I'd always love to come back on, Kath. We'll chat about sleep next time. I'll bring it on. That's one of my faves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Kath. Bye. And before I sign off, remember my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode with all the links for how to connect with Jen at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash podcast, including also how to grab your spot for the free online class. I'd love to hear from you. Have you recently had a baby and how have you found your after birth recovery? Or perhaps you're pregnant. Let me know how many weeks you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at fitnessmama. Have a fabulous day, everyone. And I look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. 
Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.